Welcome back to DQB Does Drafty Quarters Podcast Network Movie Review Show, where we treat our secretaries like shit every time. With me this evening is my co-host Russell. Bah humbug. We also have Dave. There's a punching fairy in this movie. There is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is. <laughs> we are continuing our fantastic Christmas month with the 1988 classic Scrooged with a D. Yep. We established that last week. Uh, PG-13, an hour and 41 minutes, starring Bill Murray. It's Scrooge. It's the Christmas Carol. But in the 80s... With Bill Murray. With Bill Murray. And he's a television producer putting on Scrooge. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. As like a live event on his TV station. Yes. And uh, instead of being like crippled, the little boy is mute after seeing his father die. Yes. And Bill Murray is estranged from, uh, God damn it, what's her character's name? Son of a bitch. Marion. He's estranged from Marion. That's not her name in this, but that's her name in Indiana Jones. From Karen Allen. She plays Claire in this. Yeah. Yep. And it, it plays out like the Christmas Carol, guys. You know what the Christmas Carol is. He's visited by the three ghosts. Christmas yep. past, Christmas present, Christmas future. Yep. The Christmas past is a fucking asshole cabbie that shows him how he fucked up in his past. Buster yeah. Poindexter. Uh-huh. Yeah. From the New York Dolls. Yeah. Uh... That guy's awesome. The uh, yeah. Christmas present is a uh, punching fairy. As as, uh, <laughs> as she just does it. a lot of punching. <laughs> oh my god, she's very abusive. Yeah, and very horny. It's Carol Kane. Same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just one of those things, though. And then uh, uh, Christmas future, which is like death, comes and shows him. His future. Death is spooky as fuck. Yeah. I mean, it, dude, in like the all of the Christmas carols, death is spooky as fuck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and it ends like Christmas Carol does. He figures out that he fucked up, and he goes and he fixes it. Uh, it's a little more raunchy and everything than the other ones, because obviously it's a Bill Murray movie. It's for adults. It's for adults. It's PG-13, but... PG-13 in the 80s is different. There weren't yeah. any tits in it, but... Right. There's some swears. There's Probably some swears. not for a lack of trying. Uh, it's got Bobcat Goldwaith in it. Yeah, it does. Fucking love that guy. Goldthwait. I do, too. Uh, Karen Allen was in a in a tub. Like, naked, but... Yeah, yeah. You don't see anything, so... Um, It's got one of my least favorite actresses in it. Alfre Woodard. I don't like her. Who was she? Uh, she was Grace. That? She was the secretary. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, Assistant, okay. whatever her title was. I don't know. I just don't like her. But she was fine in this. This is very funny. It is. It's an interesting adaptation. I, I was into it. Um, it's your first time seeing it? I think I've seen it before, but... Like, it's been forever and ever. It's Same. Like, I've never seen it when I was a lot younger. Yeah, there's, like, bits and pieces that I remember, and then, like, the rest of it I didn't really remember. I didn't yeah. remember how exactly it ended. I remember that Bobcat got fired, 
Um, I remembered like the ferry and the cabbie and stuff like that, but I didn't remember all of it. Um, it's a fun movie. It's super it's a fun. Good, good Christmas movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, it's super funny. Um, it still like holds up as far as like, cause sometimes like eighties comedies, they're like not that funny anymore or like there's something super offensive in it. Right. Uh, or there's like a bunch of references that a bunch of pop pop culture references that don't don't make don't quite yeah. hit anymore. Like which this had a couple like there were a couple but Bill not Murray a lot. I, I think Bill Murray makes four jokes that you can tell are a reference to something. And I didn't look up what they were, but and I should have so I could have explained it on the podcast because that'd have been cool. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> he does make four jokes that are clearly a reference to something. But I didn't even, I was like, I don't know what he's talking about, but he's referencing something. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't have a ton to say about this movie. I thought it was fun. I thought it was funny. I don't think there's like really any like super bad acting in it because like it's a comedy and it's kind of like a lot of yeah. kind of parody kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of like heartfelt moments that I don't think Bill is equipped to act. Agreed. Uh, I like Bill Murray for the most part. Yeah. But like Bill Murray just plays Bill Murray. Right. Like he's never a character. He's never an actor. It's just Bill Murray. Well, like, so I am, I, this, this movie did leave me with a strange curiosity because like, I mean, it has been a minute. I've seen Ghostbusters recently and like, uh, maybe like one or two other Bill Murray movies, but like he was odd in this, like he, he himself, like even just playing himself, like there was like, several areas of the movie where I was like, did he like care about this movie at yeah. all? Like, I don't think Bill Murray really cares about many things. Yeah. I don't think so either. Yeah. Like, I don't know. He's an, he's an interesting character because he, uh, or he's an interesting person because there, recently there was a, he did a fuck. I don't What movie was that? I think part of, how he portrayed himself and how he acted so portraying everyone else uh in everything especially around this time was so aloof very aloof yeah so, like and i think that's part of why especially like the heartfelt moments didn't land um agreed like cuz like i could i i kind of felt some of it but it was also like you know, he was just like struggling to like try to show an emotion while maintaining his aloofness. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, yeah. this is awkward more than it is heartfelt. So I think it was on the French Dispatch. So he was in a movie with a woman, and I don't remember who the woman was, mm. uh, but he apparently had said some things mm -hmm. at, that he meant jokingly but they were like off-color comments yep. and so like she was like kind of offended and he did an interview where he like where he talks about it and wasn't he like removed from the set and stuff <clears throat> he's like taken off uh, the movie maybe i don't i don't know if he was taken off the movie 
because I don't think it came out. I don't think the this information and stuff came out until afterwards because someone had asked her something and she said she'd never work with him again. Oh, and so then he was like, he was like upset he about got it. Taken so off he like a movie. called her. He might have gotten taken off a movie, or yeah. we might be confusing the seventeen movies Chevy Chase has been dismissed from. <laughs> no, no, this was this fair. was like fair recent. Okay, so um, I'm gonna look it up. I think yeah, Bill Murray is notorious so for being awful to work with. But he did. He, uh, I guess, he like called her after she said it and stuff, and like had like a had like a lengthy, genuine conversation about it. And the interview is interesting because Bill Murray, Bill Murray is a old white guy, and yeah. he comes from a time when I mean, pretty much old white guys said whatever they wanted to say, whenever they wanted to say it. Yeah, and. So the interview was super interesting because what he was talking about in the interview was he not only did he talk about like, you know, talking to her and apologizing and like just being like, hey, like I didn't I didn't mean to offend you by any means. Like, but in the interview, he started talking about how he does come from a different time and how he does struggle to remember that, you know, things that used to be funny aren't funny anymore. And he does question in the interview whether or not they were ever funny in the first place Hmm, or whether or not it was just like people laughed because they were expected to laugh at that stuff as opposed to being a dissenting voice. So he, he had, there's a very interesting like interview. I think it was like 15, 20 minutes long Hmm. and it, it was very, it was cool to see him respond the way he responded. Right. Is, is more or less what I'm getting at. Because Instead of like, oh, that's just how I am. Blah. He's just, he was just yeah. like, yeah, my bad. He, he was very introspective about it and like taking mm. a step back and really like looking at it from the girl's perspective that he had offended. And like, I don't know what he said. And he didn't say in the, what you got? Uh, a lot. Am I misremembering this whole incident? No, not entirely. Um, but it was also misrepresented apparently by Bill. So, okay. Uh, so this is from MSN. Uh, Bill Murray reaches private $100,000 settlement for alleged onset misconduct. This was in October. This happened in April. Uh, reached a private settlement following his alleged onset behavior. Uh, according to a report published by Puck, uh, Reached a settlement more than $100,000 with the much younger woman who worked on being mortal, uh, Aziz, or uh, Ansari's directorial debut. Yeah. Reportedly shut down production after the alleged incident between the actor and female production staffer. Um, According to the outlet, which cited multiple sources, the onset incident allegedly happened after Marie believed the production staffer, who was reportedly not his co-star, Kiki Palmer, was flirting with him when Murray and the woman were in close proximity near a bed that was part of the production. Murray allegedly started kissing her oh. and straddling her per the outlet. This is what was alleged. Uh, the woman alleged that when she couldn't move because Murray outweighed her, he kissed her on the lips, though they were both wearing masks. Uh, Murray claimed the moment was just full per the outfit outlet, but the woman interpreted his actions as entirely sexual and was horrified. Both the woman in question and a second staffer who witnessed the alleged encounter filed a complaint. So there was a second person that witnessed it. Um, Murray previously addressed the alleged incident during a May interview with CNBC. I, this is a quote from Murray. 
I had a difference of opinion with a woman I'm working with. He said I did something I thought was funny, and it wasn't taken that way. The company, the movie studio, wanted to do the right thing. They wanted to check it all out and investigate it, so they stopped the production. As of now, we're talking and we're trying to make peace with each other. Murray continued, I think that's where the real issue is. We're both professionals. We like each other's work. We like each other. I think if we can't really get along and trust each other, there's no point in going further working together or making a movie as well. Part of the settlement, Steffer agreed to maintain confidentiality, waived any legal claims she might make against the producers of the film. Uh, still has not resumed production. This was as of October. Uh, so, yeah. So then they talk about the Gina Davis thing. Whoa. Did, What's the Gina Davis thing? Dude. Dude, the Gina Davis thing is wild. You can go watch that. There's like an interview where they're like both promoting a movie on, uh, is it? Is it Carson? Because it's like in the uh, like 1990 for the film Quick Change. Okay. I think. Uh, this is talking about on-set stuff. Uh, saying Murray screamed at her both privately and in front of the crew and allegedly used a massage device on her without her giving consent. Um, the fuck? Yeah, but there's a video from an interview where they're promoting the movie and he's like all over her while she's trying to answer questions. What the fuck? Is Bill a huge piece of shit? Kind of I always kind like of thought he shit. was. I like most of Bill's stuff. I like Ghostbusters and stuff. Yeah. I typed in Bill MU and it, YouTube was like, do you want Bill Murray, Gina Davis? Oh, no. I love Gina Davis. Yeah, she's fantastic. This is ad. Sorry, Barry. We're going to take a quick second to watch this video because we don't have a lot to talk about about the movie. <laughs> I think Bill's kind of a piece of shit. I'm mildly nauseous. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we just watched. Uh, um, so it was from Arsenio. Yeah. Uh, and he's like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is being weird. super He's creepy. Being super creep. And, and like her body length like like you see that sometime. I don't know, he's like kissing her shoulder. Like yeah. doing one of these. Brushing her brushing yeah, her arm. Brushing her arm. And... Tries to take the strap of her dress down. Yeah. On TV. On on like, TV. Like in side. front of a bunch of in front of a studio audience. So like Murray voted for Trump, right? I don't know. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. So that was that was very uncomfortable. Her body language is she is leaning as far away from him as she physically can. She's yeah. like nailed to the fucking armrest of that couch. Yeah. Yeah. And that is. Yeah, that's. So no yeah, thanks. it what weirded it weirded me out when we watched this movie because, like, Karen Allen is awesome. She's a great actress, and there's, like, a couple of scenes where they're, like, sort of intimate, but not they're not, like, having sex or anything, but it's, like, kissing or, like, kind of cuddling on couch or whatever, and, like, it didn't feel right, and I yeah. feel like that might be why. Yeah. 
Bill's just probably a weird dude. Like a fucking... There's weird dude and there's a fucking creeper. Yeah. Yeah. I like Bill Murray for the most part, but I'm starting to lean towards him being... Piece of shit? Piece of shit. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Super unfortunate. I love Gina Davis, though. I do love Gina, Gina Davis. Davis. Yeah. She don't deserve that. My favorite no. Gina Davis movie? What? The Fly. I'm glad you didn't say Earth Girls are easy. No. The Fly. Because it's not an acceptable reference for this segment. <laughs> not, not very much the so. Current subject. No. <laughs> but back to Scrooged. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that killed the whole goddamn show. It did kill the show. We should discover that the actors are pieces of shit after we talk about the movie. Oh, fuck. Um, Can we talk about uh, Bobcat then? Yeah, Bobcat's awesome. Yeah, Bobcat's Dude, I love, love Bobcat. Bobcat. I love the part where he shoots the window. He's like, you see what I did to that window? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I'm going to Google. You seen if Bobcat Bob a piece Cat of shit? Gold no, <laughs> he's a he did a really cool movie not too long. He he dropped the whole like Bobcat shtick, yeah, like in the nineties. Yeah, I know. But yeah, he's uh, he like a, a like a he's a director director. Now. There's yeah. one I think is it called like God Bless America or something? Yeah, it's, it's like a dark comedy. Yeah, it's the one where uh, it's like falling down, but with his daughter, too. Yeah. 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 I've seen that. That one's pretty good. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, do we want to just go to trivia? He, like, is that where we're Bobcat going? Bobcat had an epic feud with... Okay, hold on. What? What the fuck? Don't ruin Bobcat. This headline from Daily Beast is Bobcat Goldwaith breaks down his 30-year beef with teen-loving Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. You don't remember that? That was... So, like, there's a ton of guys that got, like, in trouble in the 80s and 90s. But it just ended up being, like, uh like trash mag fodder instead of them actually like getting in any kind of trouble. Mm -hmm. Like Jerry during Seinfeld was dating like a 17 year old or some shit. Ugh. Oh yeah. It's the nose, isn't it? Jesus Christ. What's the deal with Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> with, with these underage girls. <laughs> uh, That's a pretty decent Seinfeld I just kind of broke out. Yeah, you it's did. Not great, but... <laughs> did an okay one. Uh, oh, that was the fucking thing that I sent, and I was going to ask if you guys remembered, because we were talking about dirty songs, and there was a, a comic that did a thing about, uh, and it also fits here, um, about pop punk guys being into underage girls. I think I've like, probably seen that before. Every pop punk song is written about being in high school, mm -hmm. but they're like in their 30s. Their yeah, 30s. it's super yep. weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's why, I, why I, they're into young girls, because they still feel like they, they never grew up. Because they peaked in high school? Yeah. I mean, they probably peaked doing the band thing because they didn't have sex in high school. Yeah, they could be. So they're like trying, trying to go to, back yeah, and go have back. sex in high school, but they're not in high school. Yeah. This episode is real weird. It's real weird. <laughs> it has not a lot to do with this. It's because we didn't have a lot to talk about with Scrooge. And now we find out that everyone's a piece of shit. Hollywood's a piece of shit. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, that's not new, right? That's true. You you watched L.A. Confidential, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> what is up, Russell? <laughs> All right, I gotta, I gotta read this article. Uh... <laughs> For those of you that do not remember and or didn't know Goldwaith and uh, Seinfeld had a beef, uh, I'm going to run this down for you for, oh boy. for a little bit. Uh, this this article comes from the Daily Beast. Uh, I said the headline of the article already. Yeah. Uh, comedians Bobcat Goldwaith and Dana Gold were premiering their new documentary comedy special Joyride at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival in Austin, Texas. Earlier this fall, where Jerry Seinfeld, where Jerry, where quote unquote Jerry Seinfeld is a god, and as the section of the film that Goldwaith's decades-long feud with that iconic comedian approached, he started to get a little nervous. I was relieved when they burst into applause after I said Jerry Seinfeld finally has an opinion, and it's about me. Goldwaith tells me on this week's episode of the Last Laugh podcast. I was really happy to hear comedy nerds laughing at that. Hot dog buns and bobcat goldwaith, the two things that get his goat. Gold jokes. Goldwaith goes on to explain in the film how Seinfeld used an episode of his show Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, or Rich Comedians in Cars Bitching About Their Diamond Shoes Being Too Tight, as he calls it, <laughs> to attack him during a conversation with the comedian Bridget Everett. If you're funny, you win. If you're not funny, you don't, Seinfeld says in the episode. And he's not funny. That's why he had to do that stupid fucking voice, because you have no fucking act. Everett, who has to then tell Seinfeld she is good friends with Goldwaith, laughs uncomfortably throughout his rant. In response, Goldwaith says on stage that he wants to say that Seinfeld's only talent is being Larry David's friend. Oh my god Sick burn Goldweight But that's old Bobcat talking You know the guy who told Arsenio Hall In 1994 that Seinfeld is the devil And a spooky weird Scientologist guy Banging teenage girls That was right after Goldweight's infamous Spray painted Paramount Sucks On Hall's set to protest the late night show's imminent cancellation. He now takes back the Scientologist the Scientologist part, sort of. So during our conversation, I asked Goldwaith to elaborate on the origins of his long beef with Seinfeld with some humorous support from his new comedy partner, Gold. He didn't hold back. I do love that you include your beef with Jerry Seinfeld in the film. Bobcat. Yeah, the whole thing with Seinfeld on, on his show with his friend... With my friend Bridget Everett, he goes off on me, and it reminded me of a Western where I've given up gunslinging, and Jerry comes to the middle of the town, and he's like, Goldwaith! And I'm like, I don't want to do this. And he's like, Goldwaith! So I take the 45s off the wall, and I meet him in the town square. (laughs) Uh, Dana says, gunfight at the Friars Club Corral. So there's this kind of famous moment in Comedians and Cars getting coffee where he talks about you and to Bridget Everett and your name is bleeped, which I think is very odd. Bobcat says, yeah, that was really weird. He says, I don't know if he was worried about a legal thing there or why they decided to bleep your name. Uh, Dana, I would almost guarantee that. Bobcat, well, I don't bleep anything. Well, actually, I do bleep one thing. Dana, that 
the creepy thing in that, not to keep pouring attention on it, but to me, what I found unsettling as somebody who knows both parties was his obvious delight in his guest's discomfort. Making Bridget squirm, having to kind of defend her friend, Dana, and laughing, I thought that was kind of gross. Bobcat. There's a really weird edit. It looks like an edit from a Dean Martin roast where he's saying all this horrible crap and then Bridget is laughing. If you look at it, and I looked at it because I was editing it to include it in the film, clearly she's laughing at something else. Dana, she's in a different outfit. She's on a beach. Bobcat. <laughs> we should just call this movie a cease and desist because all the legal ramifications. But the one thing that is bleeped, I talk about him banging teenagers. But that's not bleeped. It's bleeped when I called him a Scientologist, which isn't true. He is not a Scientologist. He just went to Scientology meetings and thinks it's a really good thing for some people, especially for the people whose families were destroyed by it. He thinks it's really good. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> So, Dana, you said you know both parties, and obviously you were on the Seinfeld show, and I assume you've known him for a long time. What's your relationship with him? Dana, professionally courteous. <laughs> and literally, I haven't seen him probably since I was on the show. I mean, I don't know if he would even know who I was if he met me. But you're the summer, George. <laughs> Dana, I am the summer, George. You know, there's a coffee shop across the street from the Scientology Center, and you would sit outside, and they used to come over. They don't do this anymore, and they would solicit you, and they'd go, Hey, can I ask you a question? And you can tell by the outfit, it was pretty self-explanatory. There's quite a bit more. I'm not going to go through the rest of this, but... Hmm. Uh, let me see if I can find where he... Unlock the article. Boo. Fuck off. Boo. Reader mode. Show reader. <laughs> Apple hates you. Uh, Seinfeld was dating Shoshana Lonstein in 93. She was a 17-year-old high school student. Jesus. He was like, what, 30? 38. Jesus. They broke up. Dude, he had the fucking... Uh, Their age difference can drink... Yeah, he had the uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio thing. They broke up when he was 42 and she was 21. Hmm. His is even younger. Yeah. Not 24, it's 23. 21. Yeah. Leo's is like super weird. Not 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 necessarily creepy. It's just like super I think like weird. What was the youngest one, like 19 or something? Oh, was it? Yeah. Were they that young? I think one was 19. What age was it that they, he keeps breaking up with them? Was it 25? I think then? it's 25. Oh, I was thinking it was 35. No. It's so maybe like it was 20 creepy. Yeah. Because the age gap keeps increasing. Yeah. You know, it's... The thing about these high yeah, school, school girls. girls. I keep getting older and they stay the same age. The joke's not funny anymore. Nope. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Not. It's... It is... Actually not funny. I said not t twice, and I did not want to uh, make it sound like I was doing a double negative. <laughs> so I just want to be clear. Oh. It is not funny in this context. Correct. 
do you want to do trivia? Can this we, is so we it's got weird. Can we stop talking we, about dudes trying to bang underage girls, please? If, we, that would be great. Can we? Can, yeah, can we, we not we talk about that? We discovered today that Jerry Seinfeld and Bill Murray are both pieces of shit. Yeah, Bobcat's fine though. Bobcat that fine. we know of. Bobcat seems like a guy to call out the guys that are pieces of shit. Yeah, which yeah. is why he's not a huge name in Hollywood. Makes Prob- sense. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah, I loved him in Police Academy. Dude, I is I thought his name was the Goldthwaite. Goldthwaite. Yeah, I cannot with his name. I know, as you could tell. I, know. I said it like seventeen different ways. I noticed. So I remember in, in uh, watching as a kid. I'm like, what is up with this guy? So he talks all like this, and yeah, I love him. Yeah, he's fantastic. Too. Are we gonna do trivia? Yeah, let's go down. Let's fucking let's cut this. We're we just keep talking about guys. Being pieces of shit. Do Let's... we want to see? Do we want to discover more guys that are pieces of shit? No, no. Fuck okay. Scrooge. Let's just find out who's pieces of shit. Do you want me Everyone. to Google if Alan Alda is a piece of shit? Oh uh, no. Hmm. What? Stop it. I don't know. I was gonna Google it. Now no, I don't know. Let's Woody not. Allen is a piece of shit. Oh yeah, we've all known that. Everyone shit. has known Woody Allen is a piece of shit for a really long time. It's true. Yeah. All right, let's go to Dave's trivia corner. One of my favorite pieces of, of art was has a huge piece of shit in it. Was What's... directed by a huge piece of shit. Roman Polanski. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy was a big piece of shit too. Yeah. Anyway, let's go to the corner. Dave's trivia corner. What we to... don't fuck around with underage girls. I just hired the guy for that. Yeah. Just now. Uh, this is Dave Trivia's Corner, where the point of this corner is for you to say, Ooh, she is too young. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's scrap this episode. <laughs> oh, I did a thing. The point of this corner is to say, Ooh, neat. <laughs> Or ooh, not neat. Ooh. Yeah, or just ooh. <laughs> sometimes all of the above. All right. Uh, Bill Murray and director Richard Donner reportedly did not enjoy working together, creating a lot of tension on set. When asked by film critic Robert Ebert uh, if they had any disagreements with Donner, Murray replied, only a few every single minute of the day. Uh, that could have been a really, really great movie. The script was so good, there's maybe one take in the Final Cut movie that is mine. We made it so fast, it was like doing a movie live. He kept telling me to do things louder, louder, louder. I think he was deaf. Holy shit. Not really um, supporting Bill Murray here. Ooh. Hmm. Yeah, ooh. (laughs) That was just ooh. Uh, Filming began in December 1987. With uh, Christmas approaching, director Richard Donner asked if the production could have Christmas Day off. But Paramount Pictures executives refused, insisting that filming should continue on Christmas Day. Did they know what the script was? I don't know. However, Donner outwitted them. At the end of the day, on December 24th, he fired the entire cast and crew. Two days later, later, on December 26th, he rehired everyone. The break allowed the cast and crew members to spend Christmas with their families. What a fucking so G. That's neat. He yeah. fired everyone so they could spend time with their families? Yep, and then rehired them two days later. <laughs> what a dude. So I did just look up 
Don't no. I said was Richard Donner a creeper on Google, and I got no hits about Richard Donner being a creeper. All right, this is the show now. So we maybe have... that's also why him and Bill Murray couldn't get along. He was telling him to stop fucking hitting on all the girls on the yeah. set. I mean, Richard Donner seems like the type of dude that'd be like, "Yo, quit being a fuck." Remember creep. the random blonde that he fucking makes out with under the mistletoe, and then immediately afterwards, he's like, "Oh, but you're not the one I'm in love with, Claire. Come on down." Yeah. So that was weird, right? Like it I was is like, now. Now it's weirder. I thought it was already weird because he was, was like weird. kissed this other girl on TV and then like yeah. pours his heart out for Claire. Yeah, uh, that that was one of the parts I was like, "What the fuck? Don't kiss him." Yeah, and she does. She probably got paid a lot. I mean, at least one third of what Bill Murray got paid. Doubt. When the ghost of Christmas present, Carol Kane, grabbed Bill Murray's lip. She tore it so badly the filming was halted for several days. She was actually beating his ass. <laughs> yep. In honor of all the other women on set. Thank you, oh Punch God. Fairy. I wonder if I wonder if Punch Fairy stuff was in the script or if she was just like, fuck you and fuck <laughs> you and fuck you. I I hope she was actually hitting him now. Yeah. I don't know. Uh Bill Murray uh falling on his way out of the restaurant was unscripted and a genuine accident. As evidenced by the reaction of the actor playing the waiter and Murray's and Murray's feet as he falls. Apparently, it was due to the stairs still being wet after splashing the waiter with water that caused him to lose his footing. Which is which is kind of funny because Mike and I were talking about this, and he's like, "That scene looked like he really ate shit." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, all of Bill Murray's acting brothers, John Murray, Joe Murray, and Brian Doyle Murray appeared in this film. Uh, John's the only one that played his on-screen, on-screen brother. Joel plays one of the guests of John's party, while Brian plays Bill's on-screen father. That's cool. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Bill Murray's first starring role since Ghostbusters in 84... Uh, he had been living in Paris and had seriously considered giving up acting altogether. Huh. Sounds like you should just give up. Uh, Jack McGee ad-libbed his line, uh, you could hardly see them nipples. <laughs> it's a pretty funny line, though. Oh, I was going to say after the last one, uh, the tag. did you see the tagline for this? Uh-uh. For the movie? Bill Murray is back among the ghosts, only this time it's three against one. I, that, that makes more sense. Literally than... just like, yeah, Ghostbusters, <laughs> but different ghosts this time. Different ghosts. That's pretty funny. Uh, I thought, yeah. I, I was going to mention that. That's a pretty funny line. Yeah. <laughs> hardly see them nipples. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or with the little mouse with the antlers. Mm-hmm. That's pretty funny, too. Yeah. Don't staple those to that <laughs> mouse's head. I would never. I uh, got a, a couple more. The leader of the street musicians insulted by Bill Murray is Paul Schaefer. Yeah. The I, others I, are Miles Davis, David Sanborn, and Larry Carlton. Jesus. Yeah. I noticed. I guess I don't recognize the rest of them, but I knew it was, uh, what's this fuck? Paul Schaefer. Paul Schaefer, yeah. Uh, when Frank throws water on the waiter, he sees burning. He says, I'm sorry, you know, I thought you were Richard Pryor. 
Yes. Yep. This is a reference to an event in Richard Pryor's life when he was, while freebasing cocaine, accidentally set himself on fire and ran down a busy street in Los Angeles. Yep. I remember that yep. joke now because I remember on Richard Pryor's like stand up, we talked about that. That was a good joke. That's also how I figured out there were other jokes he was making that I just didn't get. Really? Yeah, because he made that one, and I was like, "Oh, okay." I didn't get the other one he made earlier, and then he made some more, and I was like, "I just don't know what he's talking about." That happened in the eighties. Uh, one more. Okay. Uh, on the Frisbee show, when Frank is in the dog suit, there's a tree on the set with a heart engraving, This the, and Dick loves Lauren, uh, referring to director Richard Donner and his wife, producer Lauren Schuler okay. Donner. I saw that, but and I was wondering if it was a reference to something. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, that is cool. So he is like a... Richard Donner might be a good dude. Maybe. I don't know. I'm... I'm going to go with he was a good dude. I, sh- I, I, I shy when I say that. Yeah. These days. Yeah, especially nowadays. Yeah. That's all I had for Dave's Trivia Corner. That was Dave's Trivia Corner. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Uh, yeah, so let's rate this. Um, I'm going to give the movie a seven. I'm going to give Bill Murray a zero now. Uh. I thought the movie was funny. We're talking about the movie here. Try to talk about the movie. Uh, I thought the movie was funny. Uh, I think I got all the 80s jokes that Russell didn't get. So I'm not sure. I don't I don't remember a joke where I was like, huh? Oh, yeah. So. Um, you might have. You were alive one more year in the 80s than I was. I was, you know conscious for at least one of those i wasn't alive in the 80s yeah at all not at all dave you're so young 90 no you just barely made the cut (laughs) yeah um but yeah i think it's a really funny movie they're they're like we said like some of the some stuff is weird especially now that we've talked about (laughs) bill murray some of the stuff like is like uh but like some of this, like it's weird in the movie before yes. you know anything. Yes. So like the kiss thing and like like how he acts in the movie and stuff like that and like the moments that are supposed to be heartfelt and you're just kind of like, I just feel like he doesn't give a shit. Um, which also could have had to do with him and the director not getting along. Um, but yeah, like it it's a it's it's okay and it's funny and like i'm always for a, a decent um adaptation of the christmas carol so russell uh yeah i mean i'm kind of along the same lines as you pretty much um i give i i give i give the movie itself a seven uh i like the meta aspect of the movie yeah um i like the idea uh i super want to see like this idea recreated are we gonna watch this idea recreated next week? I don't. I, I don't know. I don't either. It's a uh, musical, though. I'll that's what I heard. <laughs> which which I'm super excited for, by the way. Yeah. Which makes the TikTok that Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds did yeah, uh, that more, much more, more better. Sense, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I could be blue. I could be thin. I could be violent <laughs> skies. I don't know the words. I don't know the words. <laughs> Sorry, you had to suffer through that. Wow. Uh, 
<laughs> Such a random song. Um. Anyway. So, but TikTok's yeah, I also place. yeah. Yes. I also give Bill Murray a zero. <clears throat> All right. Dave, I'm in a similar boat to both you guys. <laughs> I also give the movie a seven. Uh huh. I, I thought it was very funny. I give Bill a zero. Triple sevens, triple zeros. I give Gina Davis like a fifteen. She's, She's not, not even, even in, it. in it. I know, but I like I like Gina Davis. We yeah. brought her name up. He's got a raider. Yeah, she's great. Her acting ability. Yep. Yeah, she's great. It's the Fly fantastic. is one of my favorite movies. She's awesome in that movie. Her acting ability because he only gave her a fifteen. Personality is like a 38. More than that. It's just so much personality. But yeah, give it a seven. It's fun. There's some funny parts. Bobcat kills it. Um, yes, he does. Bill's got some stuff. I I, I was going to say we didn't talk about it much. I thought that the end, it kind of lost me. Like It just seemed odd. Yeah. The end was kind of odd. It was like the end of a Saturday Night Live episode. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and it kind of dragged on. I yeah. was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, he'd, he'd be fired. <laughs> like, okay. realistically. He got his boss like, to dance. He, he would actually be fired. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, give it a seven. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode where we found out a bunch of people were pieces of shit and Jerry Seinfeld had a feud with Bobcat Goldthwait. Uh, we also talked about Scrooged. Um, we did? I don't know. <laughs> uh, next week we're doing... Uh, what? What's the name of that movie? Spirited? Spirited. With uh, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. Yeah! And we're going to continue doing our Christmas month we getting jolly up in this yeah. i'm really terrified that one day we're gonna find out that ryan reynolds is actually a piece of shit because of all the shitty things he says oh, that yeah. are funny because we think he isn't a piece of shit it's like literally everyone just everyone's a piece of shit it's fine shane's not wrong Welcome to this episode of Everyone's a Piece of Shit. Yeah. Anyway. Episode one. Find us on social media, searching Drafty Quarters Productions. We have a social media manager, and she takes care of our shit because we were too fucking lazy to do it. Um, and she's fantastic, and we love her for yes. it. Uh, so thank you, Rachel. But she's uh, she's taking care of all that stuff. We've got uh, Instagram, and our Facebook's popping off, and... Uh, we're doing Twitter, even though it's getting sabotaged from the top down. <laughs> uh, we've got a subreddit. Not how that's supposed to work. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, we've got a we've got a subreddit um, where we post like snippets of the videos and links and everything. Um, we also have a Patreon. You can find that by searching going to patreon.com and uh, searching Draft Quarters Productions and you can subscribe to our $1 tier. It's the only tier we have right now because we don't have a lot of content up there and we're not putting up new stuff yet. Um, but if we get some people to start uh, subscribing to that, we can start buying some new equipment and because uh, we're poor. I mean, we're just like you guys. We're living paycheck to paycheck and shit, man. Yes. So... 
we are already overextended ourselves buying these nice microphones and shit. Not really. We're we're okay. We we we'll live, but we can we can afford better stuff and do more stuff if you guys donate to us. So please help us out. Um we would also love it if you would rate the show on whatever you're listening on or watching on and share it with your friends or on your Facebook or something. Whatever. You know. On your friends Facebook. Yeah, just like Help us out with the spreading the love. Um, and email us. Questions, comments, and concerns, suggestions, whatever the fuck you want. Uh, DraftyQ at gmail.com. We haven't gotten emails in a long time. It's not been that long, but it feels like a long time because we Does. do this show every week. And we're just like, why haven't we gotten any emails? I know you guys haven't forgotten because you're listening still. But... uh all right, that's going to do it for this episode of DQB Does. Catch us next week with Spirited. Thanks for coming out. Bye. Oh, was I supposed to do a quote? I was like, no quote. But I think that's the quote, Barry. <laughs> This has been a production of the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network.